0: Okay. kind of impacted uh, Braden's forced fumble on that kickoff early in the game. How long the game do you feel like well you know I, I've been explaining it's really a, it's a blue collar work play. There's a lot of plays that a receiver or a quarterback can make that require a skill level that not the whole sideline can relate to but when a guy can run down on kickoff coverage and just basically make a play on uh, courage and, and passion that's something that everybody can relate to and then and then not only that to you know to have the opportunity there to go from seven to 14 points ball in the deep red zone, and still, and still be well, you know, into the first part of the first quarter for us. That that was a rarity, and I thought it got our sideline um, into the game in a way that they haven't been, and the excitement spread throughout the team, and the momentum. I think we carried that momentum for quite a while. Is that a play that you can kind of, I, I think you're touching, it, you're getting at this, but is that one that you can kind of point to as a teaching moment for a lot of other special teams guys? Because he, he made a play, and I don't know all the terminology, but it, he looked like a gunner out there, but he, I guess wasn't a true gunner kind of a role. So is that one that you can point to and say, like, everybody can make an impact on, on this unit? Sure, yeah, and, and actually, to be fair, I, to go back on the play, he and Camille Green uh, executed a twist stunt. And uh, uh, I remind the guys every time on on defense and special teams, the stunt or the alignment or the blitz or whatever it is, that's only a start. It's really about being unblockable. And so um, Kamel Green actually took three blockers with him on that play, and that's why Braden was so free on the play. And then what Braden did well is is he did not flinch. I'm really sure he kept his eyes open all the way through that contact, kept his face up, didn't flinch at all, and, and I don't know if the runner saw him coming. Ed, have you ever been involved in a season as a, in your coaching career with so many injuries to the, the team? Um, no, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. They, yeah, I, I can't, I can't answer that. I don't have a number at any time in history that I can remember a certain specific number. So many walk-ons playing and playing significant roles. Is that, is that uh, unique to? this year at all, or is that common? I'm probably the worst guy to ask. So, so much of my coaching career has been at the small college level where um, we even the scholarship guys were sometimes considered walk-ons. They might have been on a $10 scholarship. So um, <laughs> the, a lot of just so many of the, the – so much of my memory is about uh, guys that were walk-ons making making big impacts. As far as Morgan, I know he's not in your group, but uh, uh, what kind of impact did, did he make uh, – Playing, stepping in for Fred and playing Oh he the the biggest impact I think he made personally is he improved during the game Early in the game, his his tackling timing was a little off. He was going uh, going low and kind of leaving his feet early, ducking his head, missed a couple of tackles, and then uh, and then but improved as the game went along. Improved his confidence, improved his his ability to get closer to the ball carry and actually bring him down. He does a he does a tremendous job um, on special teams and on defense. And he's a guy who's had to battle through injury all year long. And I think that that may have been part of his initial um, lack of confidence in the game tackling. But he overcame that and finished really strong. A lot of guys kind of overcame some lack a lack of confidence this weekend. How important mm-hmm. is that moving forward for for all the guys? Can you guys can you see it as coaches the kind of the extra pep I guess this week? Um, sure, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think um, uh, maybe um, momentum. Um, more than confidence. I think our guys are really savvy enough and, and experienced enough to know by the time you get into college football, you know that uh, whether we played better or not against San Jose than East Carolina, for example, that, that's, that's uh, questionable, right? I mean, we didn't turn it over uh, as much. There's some, certainly some things you can point to that were better but, uh, you know, in the final analysis, we were just better than that opponent. And I think our guys are mature enough to realize that. However, it's more fun to win. And if we can carry some of that momentum with our, our coaching, our demeanor, our spirits, I do think that's powerful. Beyond just the momentum that you can carry into this week, what from an on the field perspective do you, do you think translates uh, against this week's opponent from, based off of last week's game? From an on-the-field perspective? From an on-the-field uh, perspective. Um, well, I think uh, you know Coach Sitake talked early last week about being more aggressive on offense, defense, and special teams. And that, I mean, in, in some ways that's that's kind of a nebulous term, right? Like, well, what, what does that mean, more aggressive? Does that mean more blitzing? Does that mean more downfield shots? You know, I, I don't know. And, and really, he I think he's smart enough to leave that to each individual coach that's making decisions on a day-to-day basis. But I think that our players... I think our players rallied around that. I think our coaches felt um, more uh, liberated to be more aggressive in our play calling and in our schemes. And um, and I think that that's a good that's that that is a good on the field um, uh, strategy. I guess it would be the best word for it that w- that we can carry through next week. What does stand out to you uh, about Fresno State? There. Uh, Probably, you know, from an offense, defense, special teams standpoint, they are um, the most sound football team that we've faced. I, um, the head coach is a, a over 20-year head football coaching veteran, professional ranks, college ranks, and you can see that throughout throughout their team. They don't give the game away. They don't take um, undue risks on defense. They're they're pretty basic on defense, very sound. Uh, they they play aggressively up front, but their back end is. You know, it keeps the ball in front of them, does a really good job of that. They're um, on the special teams. They're kind of the same. They made two huge mistakes last week on special teams, but they weren't schematic. They weren't risk-taking mistakes. It was just a a poor snap on a punt over the punter's head, and then the the punt returner dropped one, but it wasn't a poor decision that he made to to go and try to catch it. So they're they're a team that really you, you, you have to go in planning to beat in all phases, they're not going to just hand the game away by being overly aggressive or taking uh, improper risk-reward type um, challenges. They've got a quarterback too, an Oregon State transfer who's probably going to be able to test some of your safeties a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time. he does a really good job. He th- gets the ball out on time. He reads coverages very well. Very well coached. They have uh, they have three receivers with excellent ball skills. They have some capable tight ends. It's going to be a real challenge in the secondary. I just ask the kicking game at this stage of the
1: season. Well,
0: I, I think um, I would like to see continued improvement in the punt return and the kickoff return game. Our coverage has been very solid amongst the uh, amongst the top in the nation statistically on both kickoff coverage and and punt coverage. Uh, those guys do a really good job. Um, I need to put more emphasis in the return game. I have the last few weeks. I think that we've had excellent effort, excellent opportunity. A lot of times with the return game, it's about the kick placement and hang time being advantageous for the return team and we, we haven't had as many of those as I would have liked to have had but I really feel like we're on the right track to take advantage of when the opportunity is right. Talk about field goal. A uh, missed field goal last mm-hmm. week and the distance has always been something you yeah, know you get have to be within 40 about 40 it seems like how big uh, what what what's that like just trying to look at the field goal yeah, that, that's right. We'd like to increase uh, Rhett's confidence outside of, of the 40-yard range. Um, he's been, you know, with his, with his field goals deep, deeper into the red zone, he's been very accurate. I think he's got a 50-something uh, uh, PAT streak successful. So he does a good job in, in what we're currently asking him to do. We would like to ask him to do more, and uh, he needs to improve on his accuracy outside of the red zone. You know, we'd like to be able to extend our field position for a 75% chance to make a field goal from the 25-yard line to the 30-yard line and even beyond. And we're not there yet. Last couple questions. You might have addressed this. I came in late, but I I just was watching and some of the other guys leading the sideline in Mm. cheers and dancing around and bringing some energy. What difference does it make to a team when you've had teams that are doing that where the sideline's really actively engaged and trying to support the guys? Yeah, Um, so that's an interesting one because I think as coaches, there are teams that that really just script that and fake it, and it makes no difference. And, And players know when something's authentic and when it's staged. Um, the fact that it has been organic and and we want to remind them about hey just let's play the game for the game's sake let's play the next play for the the next play's sake and the more that the team understands that the more they can enjoy every um, moment and so I think I think we're getting there Uh, the pressure of of not um, being able to obtain a winning season I think that's that's very helpful it's like okay what are we playing for now well we are playing to be as good as we can be we are playing to enjoy every moment and it was great to see that that show up. I hope that it will continue to be authentic and, and organic, and, and come from the players, and not be something that we're uh, we're actually practicing on Monday and Tuesday to try to get the, the sidelines up. Do you see a difference on field when it is organic like that, like you're saying? Do you see the guys playing? You know, I don't know, just with a little bit more edge or a little more energy for sure yeah I think uh debatable what the cause and effect is right like is the sideline up because we're doing well on the field or or vice versa I mean I I don't I don't know the answer to that but I know that when those two things are going well we're all we're all feeling good about it so we want to strive to to help uh to that the sideline can help the guys on the field and the guys on the field can help the guys on the sideline be more into it.